Fantasy Football Podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback defense tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Live in the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late-round quarterback, and I'm joined, as always, by my lovely, lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy? Well, I'm startled. Uh, to, to begin with, we, we have the cameras on tonight because my hair is looking good, so I decided to just go ahead right, and do that. Right. But, but uh, yeah, the, the your announcer voice just scared the crap out of me. I mean, that was... Hello and welcome to Living the Stream. Well, welcome to Living the Stream. I don't I don't know why that that came out. I was thinking about going like super emo tonight for the intro, but cuz it's just like it's the same voice and the same tone every single like people people could think that I'm just slotting in a recording of myself every intro that I do. Well, uh you you mean the JJ five thousand? You're right. You're, the JJ, yeah, the, the yeah. Robot. Well, it wasn't the lovely, lovely, lovely. Lo- yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't that this time, like the last one. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I couldn't remember what the robot thing was, but yeah, you kept saying lovely. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where the that's where the JJ five thousand came. You know what would really freak people out? I think people would just start uh, uh, spontaneously crying listening to the podcast if I introduced yeah. podcast. Oh yeah, right? we were we were actually going to do that the one time. We just never did it. Yeah, I I've had all these grand plans for like we were gonna go back and forth as switched identities for five minutes or something, and then and then I got lazy and I stopped writing the script and we just went with it. We just went with the normal stuff. Well, I mean, if I were like you know you you already have it scripted out as to like what you would say to start the show because I say the same damn thing every time, but I would have to say something like super just super nihilist and self deprecating. Yeah, right. Yeah, you'd have to to uh, talk about how um, how you're more convinced than ever today uh, that uh, this is a simulation and we have. <laughs> right. No control over anything. Right, right. Well, there's, you know, the the, the sun is going to uh, burn out eventually, uh, and quite possibly during our lifetime. Uh, well, but other than that, things are great. Well, yeah, the sun. Well, the sun's going to swallow the earth. I think that's Gary Johnson's climate change plan, if I remember correctly. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so, so how did how did uh, the uh, sexy skeleton fiasco go? Oh. Uh, yeah, sexy skeleton was good because I went and I got a women's extra large size um, mm. that fit me, and um, the guys they they were all out of men's stuff, so I just went with it. And my dad, let me tell you, uh, my dad hasn't been that concerned at the Halloween party on Saturday. He hasn't been that concerned that I'm gay since I was 15 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, because let me tell you we so we need to bring him back on by the way at some point this year and that will be one of the questions that i'll bring up is about the the costume uh you know at 15 i understood like i remember actually telling my dad once like i know you you probably think i'm gay i i understand (laughs) i i'm not but you know i just don't please you know stop worrying about it so much and then at the party he was like are you sure there's nothing you want to tell me (laughs) I was like, Dad. First of all, this has not this has nothing to do with one's sexuality. First of all, let's just say that. Right. And 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 secondly, uh, 
isn't is it not fun? <laughs> is, right. are, are you not having fun? I'm wearing a little tank top that's cut down so that my chest, my entire chest. I mean, is it was shot. it was it was a. I mean, I saw the pictures and it was like a pseudo V-neck tank. Mm-hmm. Like it was like meant for cleavage. Yeah, I, it was a. It's a. It would be considered like a deep cut. Right. Uh, something, but yeah, he's uh, he was totally freaked out. He's such an old man. I can't even. But I saw you had, but you had the the shirt underneath for last night. Yeah, for yeah for last night, I I just said because it was uh, it was fifty two degrees here on on Saturday. It was like seventy five. Oh, I so thought you were I, gonna say because you were taking your kids around your neighborhood, and that's why uh, you, <laughs> that's because you didn't want to you didn't want to be the the dad wearing the women's clothing. Right. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. You're. I, that that would be a consideration. Although I might have considered on it uh, on a warm night, but I'll tell you one thing uh, uh, happened last night. I couldn't get my kid. I couldn't get Xavier, my three and three and a half year old, to stop just taking all the candy out of all the buckets that he that yeah. that he saw. I he was so greedy. It was it was embarrassing. I had to be like Xavier, relax. Just take one. Just take one. But he didn't know. He was just like like this all consuming. He's like this pig who's just eating. Who's just taking everything. I so we we handed out candy last night and we were just sitting on our front porch and like some chairs and you know had had our had our little thing or like basket out. It was like a pumpkin pumpkin container, right? Mm-hmm. And at one point, Amanda was upstairs. Doing, she had to get something, and this kid came, and he was wearing a ninja outfit. And what? In our in our in our in our uh, pumpkin, we had Sour Patch Kids, but we also had uh, like basically any kind of Reese's thing mm. that you would want, right? So we had we had the best of of both worlds. If you had the kid who loves the the chewy candy, which that's not that's not the route to go. We had that for them. Some kids were obsessed with that. They were happy about that. But we also had Reese's and everyone loves Reese's. So I'm sitting there and this kid, he's like three years old. He comes up to me and he's wearing a ninja outfit and he's this cute little boy. And he's like, he's like, uh, trick or treat. And I was like, oh, yeah, here, take, take some candy. And he's, he looks at it and he goes, oh, I can't have that. I'm allergic to peanuts. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, that's, you're very self-aware. And then, yeah. and then, then I was like, "Oh, but how about these?" And I point to the Sour Patch Kids, and he goes, "Those are awful." Oh, so he, wow! So basically, basically, I I was at a stalemate with this kid, and his you know his parents are at the street, uh, like they're not they didn't come up the driveway and on you know onto our porch with him. So he, I'm just standing there with him. We're there for like a minute and a half, just talking to each other about what he can and can't eat. But we don't have enough variety for this child. Finally, the guy's dad comes up, and he's like. He's like, oh well, let's just take this one for me, and then the dad just walked away and took some some Reese's with him. Right. So you're saying uh, this is uh, the, the coddling of the children is uh, has gone yes, has gone yes, too far. Yes. Uh, but the, you know what though the the peanut butter allergy thing, people the I mean, and rightfully so, it, it's a serious thing. But um, I accidentally sent Xavier to school one time with a peanut butter sandwich, not knowing that I wasn't allowed to do that. And man, did I hear it! Are you not? Wow. You're not allowed to do that. No, no, you only fake peanut butter. Only uh, I forget what it's called. It's like a, I don't know. It's some sort of fake. It's terrible. It's awful. I tried it. Wait, because is it, it because of other children? Yeah, I guess extreme peanut allergies. Sure, like yeah. a, I know that. Look, I've watched. You know, I think what, what was it? Freaks and Geeks back. Remember the Freaks and Geeks? Show? Yeah, oh, I love Freaks. Wasn't there a peanut butter? Wasn't there a peanut episode or something like that? Was there? I don't remember. I didn't know people had peanut allergies back then. Yeah, right, right, right. It's all, it's all new. The, the, the best though, I tweeted about this one. There was a woman who was in her forties, easily dressed as a vampire, that <laughs> came up with her like fifteen-year-old daughter, and she's like, 
She's like, oh, it's, you know, it's never too old to trick or you're never too old to trick or treat. And I'm thinking to myself like, yeah, sure. Take, the, take our candy, like take it from children. Mm-hmm. Great, great. Mm-hmm. So what, what's the cutoff age is what I was thinking about throughout the, throughout the experience last night. I mean, it all depends on who you're with. I think, um, like when did you, now, when did you stop trick or treating? I'm going to tell you this because I know, it's, I know it's just you and me right here right. and no one's listening. Right. So I'm just going to be, be very honest with you. And tell you that the last time I went trick or treating, like, but for for myself, I was 19 years old. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait. I, I don't know what to say. What, what, I mean, what what did what did people say? Oh well, I wore a mask and I and I tried not to talk too much. Trick or treat. <laughs> yeah, I would be like trick or treat. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> Yeah, and well, I was going around with my brother who was 14 and his friends. Now, 14 is still too old. I get it. Yeah, but, I think 12 is a cutoff for me. But 14 is more reasonable. And, and him and his three friends wanted to go. And my mom was like, you know, can you please go with them? And I was like, fine, fine. I will make that sacrifice. So I put on a mask from, from years before and went with them. And this one woman opened her door and, you know, all of us are standing there, we're like, trick or treat, like, you know, basically like young men saying trick or treat. And she goes, you're too old for this. Aren't you supposed to be out drinking and drugging? <laughs> and I wanted to ask her, yeah, drugging. I, I, that's the, like the one time I've ever heard that phrase. And I wanted to ask her, so ma'am, um, are you upset that we're not out drinking and doing drugs? Is that what you would right. like what us if, to what do? If this, what, if, what if trick or treating is your anti-drug? Yeah, I mean, what 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 kind of comment is that? And and for and how does she know that we weren't high and drunk already? <laughs> I mean, I mean, that would be my conclusion. That you're <laughs> on something for 19 years old and trick or treating. I mean, how could she know? That was very judgmental of her to not assume that we were not blasted already. Yeah, very fair. I think like 12 ish or so is the cutoff for me. I think 12. Yeah, 13 maybe. Yeah, it seems about right. All right, Denny. Uh, let's let's look at what happened last week from a streaming standpoint. Uh, it was kind of apocalyptic for a while. Like it, it was, yeah. it was like Alex Smith got hurt 18 times. Uh, fortunately, Jesus doesn't get concussions. So, yeah. uh, but, but he, he was out of the game. So Alex Smith, the thing is Alex Smith still had a, about 10 fantasy points, which was more than Brock Osweiler, who was a deep play. Um, you know, th- this is, this is exactly why we talked about Brock Osweiler being a deep play is because he's bad. So Hopefully, uh, if you did play him, hopefully it was a desperation play like we talked about, slash it didn't ruin you for the week. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tilt City. He only had like three completions in the first half, but there were so many opportunities for him to throw touchdowns in that game. Like there was a a pass that he threw to Matt Forte. He was down on the one. Uh, Forte got another goal line carry and, and scored a touchdown. So those are kind of the instances where I don't feel that bad about the process. Cause I mean, he still scored 14 and a half points, 15 points. So, you know, it wasn't like a, a terrible outing by Fitzpatrick, but mm-hmm. uh, he was like QB 13 or something or 14 or maybe even maybe, maybe more like 15, but regardless um, it was tilting. Cause if, you know, obviously touchdowns are what drives fantasy production for these quarterbacks. And sometimes you're just unlucky with that stuff and they run them in rather than throwing them in. Yeah, the uh, the the Alex thing. Uh, first of all, I've never seen him get hurt ever. Uh, did he? So he went out twice with a concussion, concussion-like symptoms. Is that right? Um. Yeah. Right. Okay. And and the second time, he got his head uh, bopped on the ground, and 
the the opposing team was standing around him telling the trainers come out come out come out because they were probably looking at his eyes rolling in the back of his head right be, being severely concussed but he he was not diagnosed with a concussion correct correct that's that's today's nfl in a nutshell yeah. i mean he got he got michael rivera remember the michael the michael jackson picture i mean that's that's probably oh that's probably what yeah. it was like for for alex smith on that play awful um so at the tight end position we had Cameron Brait, who scored a touchdown, 11.2 PPR fantasy points. So he was a strong play. And then, Denny, uh, this weekend I was in an Uber, and the guy that I was with uh, that, that was driving us, he was from Houston. And I, I asked him, because I was a little bit drunk maybe, but I, oh. I, I asked him, I was like, oh, you're from, are you from Houston? Because he's wearing a Houston Rocket shirt, and who the heck's going to be wearing a Houston Rocket shirt in Charlotte, North Carolina? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, you're a Texans fan. And like we were talking a little bit. And you know he he was a fairly casual fan because at one point I said I I, I got completely serious. This was like this was like I want to I want to I want to show off the brand right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I go, you know, I was telling him about my job a little bit and stuff. And then and then I I was like I was like, dude, when C J Fedorowicz scores a touchdown tomorrow, remember me. <laughs> oh man, what a line! Yeah, yeah. And then and then it happened. It was basically I mean it was like a movie, right? Like people would have seen that movie. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure dozens of people would go to see that movie, uh, and I'm sure that when uh, he happened to hear on the TV and Fedorowicz scores, blah, 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 he thought to himself, "Where have I heard that name? Huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I don't, I don't remember now." <laughs> exactly. Uh, but CJ Fedora Goat uh, did indeed come through. He was like tight end six this past week, and he left the game. Uh, so there was an there was an injury for a little while there. As you as you'll see on my tilt at the end of the episode. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then from a defensive standpoint, I saw a tweet that we got from the Living the Stream account. Uh, and, and it wasn't, look, the guy who sent the tweet, <clears throat> it was not a, a malicious tweet. He was just poking fun at the defenses that didn't perform very well. The Jets and the Titans both scored four fantasy points. But I actually, I responded to that tweet with a hashtag, well, actually, because those performances were fringe top 10 performances last week, regardless of how bad they looked. Defense was just bad last week. I mean, it's not like many defenses performed aside from like Denver, Carolina, and Chicago out of nowhere. Um, so it, it's not, I mean, I, I'm fine. If you played the Jets or the Titans, you weren't losing your matchup because of that at all. You were, you were above average. Right. Uh, it, was, it was apocalyptic for defenses. How in the world? Does Tennessee end up with four points after getting Blake Bortles in an extreme negative right. game script? Right, it was I mean, out of control. How in the world did he? He didn't throw a pick, did he? <clears throat> no, and the the thing the thing that was crazy. I mean, obviously we all we know that he threw that last second touchdown too. That was just complete garbage, and and it, and it didn't go to the guy that we needed it to go to, Allen Robinson. Like it, it, it just that that whole game, Tennessee, like the the. Like if you want to process over results pick, it's the Tennessee Titans defense of last week, right? They 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 crushed them in the first half. The offense just happened to do so much that they just played prevent defense literally the entire second half. Yeah, they gave them they gave them 15 yards at a time. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. Oh well. All right, Denny, let's move on to week nine. <clears throat> let's let's kick some ass this week. All right. Yes. Let's yes. We're, we're on to week. Nine. We're into November. We're done with Halloween finally. Let's 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 do this. Give us some defensive recommendations. Yes, uh, my defensive play this week uh, would be the Cowboys. Now, 
the Browns were not exactly generous last week with Josh McCown returning and lighting up the uh, Jets. You know, I, it's possible that the Jets, especially their secondary, is just not good at all. So I think that that needs to be taken into account. But um, the um, uh, the Browns ha- are giving up the 12th most fantasy points per game to opposing defenses, uh, including eight or more fantasy points in six of their eight games. I understand the McCown factor, and if people, you know, don't feel comfortable, uh, you know, with running with the uh, with the Cowboys, uh, then I think we have a, a better option coming up. I think JJ's going to uh, take that one, but uh, I, I did notice this possibly for floor purposes. Uh, the Browns are twenty fifth in um, in sacked percentage, so uh, only seven teams uh, give up more sacks as a percentage of their offensive snaps. Uh, they've allowed 22 sacks this year. Uh, now Dallas is not one of these teams that gets to the quarterback very often. I think they're they're in the middle or just below the middle uh, as 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 far as uh, pressuring and, and sacking the quarterback. But uh, you know we want sacks and we want turnovers. And I think that with the Vegas line showing what it does with the the Cowboys being heavy favorites and that sacked percentage for the for for Cleveland, I think that the Cowboys come into this one with at least a decent floor. Uh, Word, I love that pick. Uh, Two other defenses to to touch on. I think this is the consensus top, I would say, is Miami. Um, They they faced the Jets this week, an offense that surrendered more fantasy points to opposing defenses than any other offense in football. Uh, All but one team has registered a sack on New York this year, uh, while the Jets have turned the ball over in six of their eight games. Uh, they've also actually turned the ball over. I mean, this is this is skewed a little bit because of that Kansas City game. But they've turned the ball over just as much or more as every other team outside of San Diego. So given the, the uh, over-under in this game is fairly low, the Dolphins are three-and-a-half-point favorites. They're at home. They check every box for a good streaming <laughs> defense. Um, and then the other one that I want to mention, they're owned in like half of leagues, so it's not – so much uh, of a streamer, you know, it's a, it's a higher end uh, look here. Uh, but I love the Packers this week, man. Mm-hmm. So obsessed with the Packers. Um, th- this is another situation where people might be scared off generally by just a high over under, but we talked about it with Atlanta two weeks ago. It's not about that. It's about turnovers, sacks, and then hopefully those turning into touchdowns. Um, the Colts have now given up a top 10 defensive performance in half of their games this year that they've played. Uh, they've been sacked at least twice per game. And then meanwhile, Green Bay is near a top 10 team in sacks. I think they rank 11th. So mm-hmm. even though even though it's a high over under also, Green Bay is a very, very heavy favorite at home. And I really think that this is a situation where it's almost identical to how I felt with Atlanta two weeks ago. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the thing too is that I don't. I don't think. I don't think Indianapolis's offense is able to put up the points that the San Diego offense did against Atlanta a couple weeks ago. Ago either. Right. Well, uh, people are going to have to ignore the over under on this because I think it's fifty four and a half right, right now. Right. And but but like we talked about, uh, that that should be ignored uh, if there's turnover potential and potential for sacks, and that's all day here. I mean, uh, this this game strikes me as one where. You know the the Colts could put up twenty one, twenty four points, maybe even more, and the Packers could still, the Packers defense could still post a really solid day. Uh, Andrew Luck has been sacked thirty one times. No one else is close right. this season. Uh, he's also thrown five picks, which you know is not 
is not bad, especially for him. But the the uh, p- potential is 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 all over the place in this one. I I say if Green Bay's out there, you get them before Miami. Uh, and and certainly before Dallas. Nice, yeah. Green Bay was a defense that last week. I tried to do this too. Uh, I, I've I've tweeted about it before, uh, but a lot of times, I'm sure you manage your teams like this too, where you have a bunch of flyers on your bench throughout the week. Like last week, I had Alfred Blue on my bench, right? You know, who knows if Lamar Miller plays or not? But when we knew Lamar Miller wasn't going to play, Alfred Morris was deemed, you know, just irrelevant for the week, right? So in 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 that in those cases. I dropped that player for a defense for next week. And so yeah. this this week was a, the Packers is basically the one that I targeted to pick up for, for this week. So you don't have to spend fob on them. You don't have to worry about a waiver order on a defense. You just have that defense for the next week. That's a strategy you 1 million percent should be employing as long yeah. as you have a deep enough bench to do so. Don't go dropping someone who's just on a buy and that's the only reason that you're dropping him. I mean – don't drop usable players, but it's fine to drop a guy like Alfred Blue who you just got a flyer on. That, that's right. I did the same thing with Kansas City. I picked them up last week because I knew they had Jacksonville mm-hmm. uh, uh, this week in, in a couple leagues. So, uh, yeah, but again, I, I get a lot of questions like, should I, you know, some like stuff like, uh, I'm trying to think of a player. Should I drop like Stefan Diggs for this defense? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's not right. get carried away. Chasing defensive points is is a huge mistake. You could chase a lot of different points in fantasy. Right. Not don't, don't chase defense. Right. There's still, there's still some variance in there for sure. Yeah. Um, let's move on to quarterback. I'll start. Uh, I think the obvious one that people have been talking about all week is Colin Kaepernick. Uh, you know, obviously Russell Wilson didn't take advantage of the saints defense this past week, but Russell Wilson has also finished as a QB 22 or worse in five of his seven games this year. Russell Wilson is hashtag not very good right now. Yeah. Uh, the Saints secondary is ninth is the ninth worst unit in the NFL according to number fire metrics, which are schedule adjusted. So, the Saints secondary has actually been better this season than mm-hmm. than last. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a significantly better just because they were that bad last year. Um, but the thing is, is that the offense is so good and can score points that we often see quarterback scoring points against them, which they're they're top ten in, in, in fantasy points against in the wrong direction. They're 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 allowing eighteen point one fantasy points against per game. Um, you know, Vegas is pegging this contest with a 51 point over under, which is very good. The game is actually, uh, a minus three spread, uh, in favor of the saints, which means, you know, on an, on, if it were in new Orleans, it would be like a minus six, but, uh, even still, or I guess maybe even bigger than that, but e- even still, um, I, I actually think this is a, a good thing that the 49ers might be able to see a negative game script. And the reason for that is Colin Kaepernick over his career in games where he's lost has rushed for 18 more yards per game in those contests. And I think that that kind of makes sense intuitively uh, because when you're down, you're throwing more. And when you're throwing more, there's a higher chance that a guy like Kaepernick who will often look at his first and maybe second read and then just kind of bolt, it increases his chances of running. So I think that the reason that you're playing cap this week, as you do every week, is not for his throwing numbers, but for his rushing numbers. If he can hit that 80-yard mark again like he did the last time he was out and maybe, maybe, just maybe, throw for more than, what, 140 yards that he had, yeah. then he's going to put together a pretty easy QB one week. I really love him this week. Yeah. Uh, I You know, if, if he, in that offense with the likely script that they're going to face week in and week out, uh, I, I really think that if he can post... Like 10, 10 to twelve points from the pocket, 
that he can he can put up really nice fantasy numbers going forward. Uh, and, you know, like you said, uh, he he had more than eighty yards against against Buffalo. Um, so that that's just it's an, an enormous boost. I I do I like him as as the top stream this week. Is that where you are? Yeah, I think that you can make a case here. Let me I'll talk about the next guy just because yours is more of a deeper look. Yeah, is that cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the other guy is Ryan Tannehill. Um, so they're, they're facing the Jets, and in half of the Jets' contests this year, they've surrendered 20 or more fantasy points. And that list includes Russell Wilson, who I just mentioned is garbage, uh, Tyrod Taylor, and Josh McCown. So those are three quarterbacks who generally aren't just posting these 20-plus point performances week in and week out. Uh, according to our numbers at Number Fire, they're the fourth wor- or sorry, third worst secondary in all of football. And then there's also the fact that they're a, a funnel defense where they can stop the run, they can't stop the pass. Uh, yeah. It certainly helps uh, these quarterbacks because because in 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 turn, uh, quarterbacks are going to throw the ball more to take advantage of this defense. In fact, every single quarterback that has faced the Jets, the Jets are not a good team, mind you. So it's not like teams facing them are facing a negative game script very often against the Jets. Every single quarterback they've faced has thrown the ball 30 or more times uh, this season, which is which is great. You obviously, you know, volume's not a bad thing. And then there's the fact that regression could hit Ryan Tannehill at any moment. So last season, a quarterback threw a touchdown pass for every 157 yards that he threw for through the air, right? So a 300-yard mm-hmm. game, you would expect a, a, a little less than two touchdowns. Um, right now, Ryan Tannehill this season – is throwing a touchdown for every 247 yards. So that's that's a 90-yard difference uh, in terms of where he should be um, per touchdown pass. So eventually regression is going to hit. Uh, I know that he hasn't been great this year, but a lot of it is because of those the, the lack of touchdowns. He only has seven touchdown passes this season, uh, just two top 10 performances as a result. But if everything hits this week, Ryan Tannehill could have a legitimately monster week if everything hits. That's That's the main reason... I'm not easily swayed to just say Cap is the top streamer because I think I think that there's potential. I mean, it's it, I think Cap has the better floor because of his rushing, but I think there's potential that everything kind of hits at once for Ryan Tannehill this week, and he just puts up this monster game. I'm old enough to remember when Tannehill posted uh, rushing numbers. I wish yeah, that I remember, was still yeah, happening. I remember those way back in the day. Yeah, I I see that, and I know that we've talked about we don't want to say you know, definitely stream this player over everybody else. Because then we get questions like, do I sit, you know, uh, I don't know, do I, do I sit luck for Kaepernick right, or something? Right, right. Um, but I I would prefer, I th- I believe I would prefer Kaepernick right now over over Tannehill. Um, should I go ahead with my... Yeah, do it to uh, it. This is a deeper one, right? This is deeper. It's deeper. And, you know, it's really easy to talk about a guy who just lit it up on Monday Night Football, uh, as we all saw. We saw Sam Bradford go berserk, <laughs> you know, really tear up that Chicago defense. Uh, no, he was ter- He looked awful. They, <clears throat> now, I'm not sure which quarterback in the league could look great being under duress every single snap. It reminded me of Alex against your Steelers on Sunday night a few weeks ago mm-hmm. where it seemed like every single time he dropped back there was a guy in his face within within a you know what a second and a half right right and uh and and same with Bradford you know as soon as he set his feet boom he has three people draped all over him mm-hmm. uh so you know he that that wasn't that didn't help 
Uh, now, as far as uh, pressuring goes, the uh, the Lions, uh, who the the Vikings play this week, um, uh, the the Lions are in middle of the pack as far as sack percentage and pressure percentage on the opposing quarterback. Uh, so you know they're they're not bad, they're not great, just for for what that's worth. Uh, <clears throat> last week was the first time a quarterback didn't did not score seventeen fantasy points against Detroit. This season, naturally, naturally, Brock, and Brock uh, week. yeah, Brock, man, I mean that guy's awful. Uh, you know, Hoyer and, and Keenum lit them on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, just never forget that. And uh, Detroit is giving up seventy two point six percent completion rate, uh, which is by far the worst in the league. I mean, anything over seventy percent uh, completion rate that you're giving up is is just tremendous. It's I don't know if I've seen that uh, at the mid midway point mm-hmm. of the season. They also the Lions allow seven point six yards per attempt, which is sixth worst in the league. So the matchup is there. The Vikings are you know f- pretty big favorites. I believe they're six point favorites right now with a decent total. Uh, so you know Bradford should now he should have had positive game script going in his favor against the bears and that didn't happen but vegas likes that to happen again so i i see i see the process again and again and again and i resisted it for for a little while but the more i looked into it today the more i believe that he is a legit play if you can't get the other two right yeah no i i I totally i i really don't mind it uh and like you said the matchups there and for what it's worth, number fire projections really, really like Sam Bradford this week as well. So I think it could come together. Deeper play for I would play Tannehill and Kaepernick over him. Would you agree with that? I, I would. Uh, the thing, like I'm in some leagues, I'm I'm facing a situation where I don't want to blow a whole bunch of fab on uh, Tannehill or Cap. Yeah. Um. So then I, I may be uh, stuck with Bradford, but you know. I it could be look a bye week apocalypse again, uh, tough action. I think you could do a a lot worse than Bradford, and really, that's the uh, sales pitch of the show. You could do worse. Right, you could do worse. That's 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 what we do. Uh, all right, Denny, tight end. You wanna you wanna start with yours first? Yeah, we'll stay. We'll we'll stay in Minnesota. Where we'll go? No, um, to you the. Like, you sound like me. Right. <laughs> We're gonna talk about Lions tight end Eric Ebron. <laughs> I could do that all night. Um, that's what she said. Uh, only <laughs> s- only seven teams have seen uh, tight ends get more targets than the Vikings. Uh, that's a very convoluted way of saying <laughs> that they're giving up the seventh most tight end targets. Uh, they're tw- <laughs> now they're they're 22nd in fantasy points allowed to tight ends, uh, which is a little startling and something that you know on this show we we don't usually talk about teams that are that far down. Uh, in points given up to a, a particular position, but the 22nd in tight end points given up, but in large part because they are one of only three defenses that has not allowed a tight end touchdown this season. Boom. Pretty remarkable. Uh, tight ends are notching 70 yards per game against Minnesota on average. Uh, getting away from the the matchup and back to Ebron, uh, I'm surprised that he's streamable. I honestly am. I know he was injured, and maybe he—I guess he just got dropped in a lot of leagues. But 
Ebron has seen at least five targets in every game he's played this season, including 10 targets last week against Houston. Uh, And if you look at the games Detroit has lost, he's been particularly heavily targeted in in those uh, in those games. Uh, And the Lions are, like I said, a six point dog. So uh, they are expected to face some uh, pass, you know, probably volume centric uh type type game script that could really benefit him and 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 Theo Riddick once again. Yeah, I love I love the uh <clears throat> the Ebron pick. I think touchdown regression. Look, a lot of times, you know, you look at touchdowns. I I look at them in the extremes when it comes to matchups where like the Lions for instance. Like if you have Kyle Rudolph for instance or if he's on the waiver wire, he's owned in like 80% of leagues, so he's not a streamer this week. But if he's out there, like he's a great play because the Lions not only give up yards to tight ends, but they give up touchdowns all the time to the tight end position. That that's something, right? Teams in the middle, it's whatever. I don't necessarily have to pay much attention to it. But teams on the opposite end, it, it's similar to if you recall earlier this season, uh, Jesse James was facing the Cincinnati defense, and Cincinnati last season gave up more receptions than any other team uh, in the NFL. Uh, to the position. It was like 122 or 121 receptions to the position. And so I went into the week and I really like Jesse James and everyone's like, oh, the Cincinnati doesn't give up touchdowns to tight ends. It's like, no, what this means is Cincinnati's bound to eventually give up a touchdown to the tight end. This is regression at work, right? And, And by the way, guys, Jesse James scored a touchdown that week. So boom. But also, yeah, I, and I, I get what you're saying and I, I look at it that way too. Uh, but you know who's going to complain about Ebron catching? I don't know six balls for eighty yards this week. Right. I mean, even if it's like fifty he, yards, it's it's still not even that big. Like like you're getting you're getting a a, a high volume tight end off the waiver wire. Like like uh, you know when we're talking about streaming tight ends, getting picking a tight end off the waiver wire and and having him score uh, twelve or thirteen PPR points without a touchdown. That's all. That's all you can ask for, right. honestly. Right. Uh, the guy that I want to talk about is Austin Hooper. Uh, Jacob Tammy's out for the Falcons on Thursday, which means Hooper, who played 73% of the team snaps on Sunday because Tammy got hurt early, uh, will be the starter. He saw five targets. He's been more, way more efficient than Tammy this season. The big reason to play him, though, honestly, it's not necessarily the 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 matchup. Though you know the Bucks haven't really played uh, many great tight ends or anything, but. Um, and if you recall, uh, they, they faced Greg Olson when Greg Olson went ham, uh, that one, that one Thursday night game. Um, but Tammy actually leads all tight ends this season in red zone targets. Mm. He has like 11 red zone targets. Um, so that's, that's a plus. I think Hooper could find the end zone this week. Uh, Tammy was actually the tight end 10, uh, in Mm. week one when they faced the, the bucks. So Given the volume that Hooper, that that Hooper could see, the high over under in this game, I think he's a, a really 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 good play this week. I did not know that about the red zone. Tar- All I know about the Falcons' red zone plans is that it do- they never involve Julio. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Naturally. Exactly. All right. Just to recap: Eric Ebron, Austin Hooper, uh, deep league Sam Bradford, Ryan Tannehill, and Cap and Colin Kaepernick, and then on defense Miami and Dallas, and then if they're out there, play the Packers as well. You're welcome, Kaepernick. You're welcome, Kaepernick. All right, Denny, let's get to the questions. This first one one is from at Elliot 92 Question for tonight. Uh, rest of season rank order on these guys. Gurley, Hopkins, Dez, and Jay Stu. Like as a flex? I don't understand. Just as, just, I guess. Just, just 
rest of season, who would you want in your team most? If you're drafting these four, only these four yeah. players, who would you pick first? I mean, I I guess it has to be Dez. I think it's Dez too. Who would you pick second? I think it's I think it's Hopkins. Oh man, really? They're, just because the schedule from here on out is so nice. Oh, but is Osweiler's so bad? I don't know. I ha- I'd have to go Jace too. And then would you go Gurley then Hopkins? No, Gurley's at the very bottom for me. <laughs> Gurley's like not playable. Yeah, Gurley's Gurley's tough to play. So hopefully that helps a little bit, Colin. Uh, next one at Real Sweet Lou two four seven. Uh, <laughs> uh, he says, "What do you uh, do with seven guys on bye this week?" Uh, park it in the shower, probably. Right, like you can't even that. Like, can can the NFL stop doing this? By the way, like, yeah. like when are they gonna when are, when are they gonna have the real realization that fantasy football runs this league? Uh, it's a it's a long way. I mean, the, you, you, there are dinosaurs still running the league. Uh, if they had a cool commissioner, not a regular commissioner, but a cool commissioner, like Adam, like Adam Silver, then this would be, they would have converted to a seven on seven game <laughs> with no, <clears throat> with no helmets and no contact allowed <laughs> by now. Right. Uh, this next one is at bedtime 37 is CJ Fedorowicz and every week starter in 12 team leagues until further notice. What, what do you think? I don't think so. You might though. I mean, I felt kind of silly not saying that last week because I, I was thinking about it before the show and I didn't know if I wanted to go 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 in like that and say get it Fedora it's not for this week but for like going forward the thing is uh, relying on production from a Brock Osweiler uh, quarterback offense is a not great and b possibly a disaster and then you have. I think two other tight ends in the mix. Right, you have like Ryan Griffin's there. Like it, it's it, and the yeah. other guy. They're, they're, they they have they have a they have like a whole like a crop of big white dudes running around the field the whole time. Right, and I didn't when Fedorowicz caught it. I was like, I don't know which one that is, uh, but uh, I hope it's him. Yeah, I, I don't think I could I could start him uh, yeah. moving forward. Uh, this next guy he says or, or week to week. This next guy is at Hokey Forever Twenty Three. He says. Hold C.J. Fedorowicz and Kirk Cousins through the bye or live the stream. I mean, it depends on the size of the league. Yeah. I, 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 I'm holding on to Cousins uh, in our LTS league. Yeah, I think I think so. holding on to Cousins is a good idea. I'm I'm so glad you've no. I'm so glad that Kirk Cousins is panning out after that Week One performance. Well, the I think the Week One performance. I and we talked about this little show that. You know he was gonna get his uh, yardage. Right, he, right. He, he right. is he is going to get his yardage if he can tack on a touchdown or two, then he's solid. Right, totally agree. I, I would I would hold on to Cousins. I don't think you need to hold on to uh, to Fedora Goat. Next one at <clears throat> Ross Kidwell. He says in a twelve team one quarterback one defense league, is it ever a good idea to trade for a quarterback or defense? Not a defense, man. Yeah, not a, not a defense for the most part, unless you like see like a crazy, crazy good. Like, do you remember? Remember when we were like, it was was it last year when we were two, so, so into Kansas City? Two years two ago. Two years yeah. ago, yeah. And then and like you you talked about that a lot. I remember. And then like those are some of the instances where like okay, it might make sense to trade for, but those instances don't come very often. No, no, it, it, they're so unreliable. I mean, I, I, who are you going to trade for? What if you traded for the Vikings defense and then you started them last night? Right. How 
How's that? How'd that work out? I mean, it's just not not a good idea. Trading for quarterbacks, I still am not a fan, but I understand if you have like a ton of dudes on your bench who could you could trade for a high end guy. I guess you could do that. I look. I, I've I've documented this before on the show. Two years ago, I, I literally the reason I, I traded for Breeze. Do you remember that in my home league? And then I, I, I ended up lo- I ended up losing that league because I did yeah. that trade. If I wouldn't have done that trade, I had Tony Romo. If I wouldn't have done that trade, I would have won the league. So I'm kind yeah. of burned by doing that. I, I I'm over it. <laughs> I get, dude. I get that. That 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 stings. And but but I remember you talking to me about the trade, and I was like, that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because my team was so stacked, right? It, it it just made no. I mean, you had guys on your bench scoring like twenty points every right. week, and you know, so to get Bree, did Breeze ha- was that the year that he had. He faced Carolina. Yeah, I think so. yeah. Yeah. And it was just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this next one is at Grew 3 Announce Nick Foles as number one stream option and just sh- fuck my shit up, fam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nick Foles not playing him. By the way, by the way, we, we, uh, I, look, Jacksonville secondary, I know that they, they didn't look at last week, but Jacksonville secondary is not that bad. No, it's not. And, and there's they're they're just gonna run Charky West to the ground this week. That's that's so funny. I love that phrase. <laughs> Fuck my shit up. <laughs> Next one at Tyler Strong ninety five. I'm dropping Jeremy Macklin for Devontae Adams tomorrow. Which ocean should I solemnly walk into? I mean the nearest one. I think. Yeah. Um, I, look, I I look. Devontae Adams should be fine rest of season, but I think he's a phenomenal sell right now if you can find the right partner. Am I? Am I nuts to say that I like Macklin's rest of season prospects if Foles? No, I is, no, he's a much bigger D gaffer. Uh, yeah, Plus and, and, he, and he right? And, he threw, and Macklin, Macklin had like some pretty shady things to say after the game, like yeah. like we didn't we didn't skip a beat. We know Foles can throw the ball downfield. It's like wow, okay. Yeah. No, it'd be, it'd be interesting. Uh, next one is at Jim Calliou. Top waiver wire prior, priority, Charkandrick West, Tim Hightower, or Derek Henry, and he's a wear owner. No, man. Henry, I mean, Henry benefited from Murray being dinged up and the Titans being right. up by 47 right, points. like so. 147. Yeah, I mean, th- this week comes down to Charkandrick West and Tim Hightower. Denny, you, Reeves, and I were DMing about this kind of back and forth a bit today. And and I think we all agreed that uh, that Charkandrick West is the guy to get off the waiver yeah. wire. Mm-hmm. I think the main reason for that is would it, would I be surprised if Tim Hightower outscores Charkandrick West from here on out? Uh, no, I, I wouldn't. But you're also going to get that those those points distributed over across many games. Like I could see Tim Hightower maybe seeing like eight carries a game, whereas there's a chance Charkandrick West not only takes on a bigger role because Jamal Charles is now on IR, but not only does he take on a bigger role in the in the passing game, but uh, if Spencer Ware is sidelined even just this week, uh, he has a very very good matchup against Jacksonville. I think you need to go in on on West if you if you have Ware, um, even if it's just for for this week. I high, the high tower thing that kind of stinks of of motivating you know a motivational tactic for for Ingram. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but. Uh, if you own where, I think you just you have like, to go away. Like Denny, if I said if I said to you, you know what, Denny, you're not going to co-host the podcast next week. Would you come back the next week and and how would you feel? 
Uh, no, I'm a total diva. You know this. You you know I I would I would come back and be like, I, like you'd be like, so which quarterback are you going with this week? And be like, I don't know, man. I don't. Right. I, you 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 do the show. It's your show. The, the, thing, the thing is, the thing is, like all this does, all this Tim Hightower thing does, is ruin everyone. In fan, from, <clears throat> from a fantasy football standpoint, it doesn't help Tim Hightower. It ruins everyone. Like usually. When someone is placed into a situation like that, it doesn't make the situation better for fantasy purposes. Mm-hmm. It literally just makes everything worse because Mark Ingram owners now have a guy who has questionable usage. By the way, Mark Ingram is probably the most GPP player of all time this week. You think? Yes. I mean, he'll still have high. He'll still have high percentage. Uh, really? I don't know, man. In GPP, I think everybody's going to be like, "Oh well, everybody's going to be off of him because of last week." That that's just what I think. But you think too many people are going to reverse psychology themselves? Yes, too many people are probably probably thinking like that. But you know, if you if you go with them and it's low ownership, I think it could be amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, next one at White Wheat Tweet: Better trade target a Rob or DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Hopkins has the better schedule, so I'm just gonna go Hopkins. I'm I'm sorry. I I just I, I don't want anything to do with Hopkins. It's a Rob for me. I told you I told you earlier. I I in my home league I traded a Rob today for Theo Riddick and Corey Coleman. I I do like that. I because I I love I love Riddick. God. Yeah. Oh, Riddick's the man. Riddick is the man. Uh, next one at Drill Guitar. He says, "Is Russell Wilson droppable now that he's had sex?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Well, yeah. I mean, I, the I correlate, that was... You can't deny the correlation. Oh, dude, did you see that video of him and Ciara dancing on Halloween night? No. Was it? Was it? He. Awkward? So he's wearing. He's dressed up as as President Obama, wearing an Obama mask. I believe Ciara was wearing a Hillary mask, and they were dancing to something in 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 a kitchen. It looked like, and oh my God, his. His like okay, I know something a little something about stiff dance moves, okay? Because right. I've mastered stiff dance moves right. over my adult life, <clears throat> and that dude next to her was just tremendously awkward. I can't believe they're married. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. But getting back to him on the field, he's not right physically. No, dude, he's, he can't, he can't he can't do anything. You know that he's he's at, he's averaging. He averaged like 10 fewer yards per game last year than he has in total this year on the ground. I, 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 I'm not shocked. I was watching him the uh, last week and uh, or on Sunday. He couldn't even avoid oncoming blitzers. He had right. to just stand there and go, and go down to the turf. Yeah. I mean, the thing too is that the, the offense, I keep like having like, I'm like burping throughout this podcast because I <laughs> ate, I ate like 65 candy bars before we got on the, on the show. I was tweeting about it from the, the living the stream account, which you guys should follow at live the stream FF. I was tweeting about it because I was waiting for you to, to be ready. And I just decided to eat a lot of candy bars. I'm sorry about that, but it is very professional of you to come on here and hiccup and burp for Yeah, for no big minutes. yeah, no big deal. Yeah. Look, it's late at night and I ate a lot. Like, what do you want me to do? I'm getting to that age, man. Getting to, getting to that age. Getting to that age. Uh next one is at too much snark. Uh could JJ beat JJ Nelson in a race? Oh yeah, for sure. No, obviously. JJ Nelson's not. actually good at running. He's very fast. Uh so we have a, a follower named Too Much Tuna. Yeah. And we have too much snark. Yes. This is true. By the way, so, 
the the best so that tweet that I sent out about the vampire woman who was like you know in her forties mm-hmm. or whatever. Pete Overs at the uh, FF Comedy Hour guy, and uh, he he and, and the and Fantasyland the Fantasyland podcast obviously. Uh, he tweeted at me and he said, "You you," he said, "You should challenge her to a foot race." <laughs> Because apparently my shtick has just become challenging everyone to a foot race. Oh man, I, I yeah, I really want to race you. I, we have to do that next time. Yeah. Why didn't we do that in in DC? Yeah, that w- that would have been just just leave the bar and walk out to the crowded street and just foot race down the street. Uh, it it would have been amazing. It would have been amazing content. That's for sure. But people are gonna uh, this is after the Penguins loss. People are gonna think that I'm running away from a Caps fan. <laughs> there are no Caps fans. Don't <laughs> worry. Uh, next one at Future Stars NYC. What do you do with Ryan Matthews? I'm another out snapped game away from binging on candy corn. Um, he played like eight snaps last week, dude. Yeah, like right, but, but like he plays. He has these games where he plays like a handful of snaps, and he just finds the freaking end zone. Can we just say that the Eagles are a fantasy nightmare? Darren, I mean, Sproles, bro. Who, who? No, but you can't even use Sproles. You might be I able mean, to moving forward. I used him in Apex this past week, FYI. I mean, but but like weekly, on a weekly basis, are you comfortable with that? I don't we know. We got to see, and PPR, I'm, I'm more comfortable with it, but we have to see how they approach it, like like what they're saying. Like like reading between the lines, this week after the game, they talked about wanting to use Sproles more as like their primary back. Do I believe that? Not really, because they're idiots. And they, like they, they threw in Wendell Smallwood in that game Towards the end of the game, his first carry of the game, and then he fumbles. Like, it's just like the most like ridiculous yeah, usage of their personnel that I've ever seen. Ever. Uh, I'm, yeah, I mean they've made Jordan Matthews fantasy irrelevant. Uh, they're trying to make uh, DGB a thing, and he's not a thing. Uh, Zach Ertz is not fantasy relevant. I mean, what like that offense is just uh, just a, a an avoid for me at this point. Yeah. Next one is at uh, L L J V. Talk to me. Okay. Interesting. Right. What time on Hall- Halloween does Denny flip out if trick or treaters still show up? Mm. Seeing that he is a dad, it has to be <clears throat> eight p.m. sharp. Uh, AP, no, we, well, we were done trick or treating at like eight fifteen PM and that was really late for my son, but we had, uh, I was like pretty much ready to go to bed at like 10 o'clock and the doorbell rang and we had, we had one trick and trick or treat group the entire night until then. And I was furious. I was like, this better be like an emergency. And I walked up and it was, it was three little girls. I was like, well, "This is your bedtime," and and I, I mean, I, I wasn't, I wasn't that mad, but I was. You, your mad. voice even went. Uh, you, you looked at. This is your bedtime. This is your bedtime. Uh, I was mad at midnight, or no, I'm sorry, it was like twelve fifteen on the night of my Halloween party Saturday. Uh, everybody had left because that's what time, uh, you know, mom and dad parties shut down, and my softball teammate walks into the party wow at 12 15 and i mean this guy's like i don't know 55 55 <laughs> he walks in and he's dressed up and his and his girlfriend's dressed up and i was like um jeff well hey what's going on he was like hey we're here i was like dude the party's over <laughs> he was like he was like oh oh man i thought that might be the case but i just wanted to drop by in case i said 
Well, you know, it started four hours ago, five <laughs> hours ago. So, you know, we I told I told you about it, didn't I? He was like, "Yeah, I just want to drop by." If he said that he, if he was like, you know, hey, you want to go hang out like in the backyard by the fire? I would have said no. I would have had to say <laughs> no. I am done. I'm so tired. I'm so very drunk. I have to go to bed. So that, that that stressed me. Fair. Out. I would have had the same reaction. Um, next one is at shrimp etouffee says, uh, do you have a preferred fob management strategy for streaming? Not really. I mean, it's, it's really just kind of feeling it out and knowing your league mates, but generally speaking, I'm never, I mean, I, I, I don't spend more than seven or so bucks unless it's a great, great streaming option out of, out of a hundred, you know, like I'm not, I'm never going to spend that much, yeah that much fob. Yeah. Out of a hundred. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what, what do we have in apex? Five, I think it's 500, isn't it? 500. That throws me off. So, but so I, bad. But I spent, yeah. I spent half of it on Dwayne Washington. So yeah. Well, he could happen next year. You just yeah, hold, just yeah, hold. It'll be great. It'll be a great time. Uh, this next one is from at Joe son of Joe. He says, uh, it's actually an attached image of a question. I blew all my fob trying to fill 15 mid game injuries in eight weeks, 16 if we count Alex getting injured twice. None of my running backs are healthy. Who are some deep, deep guys available who could produce at running back, even if in a limited role in the short term, can't be a guy like Chark West who will be auctioned off tomorrow morning? Man, that's a tough... I mean, tough like, mess. this is the thing. There's not there's not running backs that just, like, see work. I mean, maybe, like, Dwan Harris for if, yeah. if Carlos Hyde doesn't go or... Maybe, uh, you know, you could obviously <clears throat> just pick one of the Tampa Bay Bucks running backs off the wire, like if it's Anton Smith or, or, or Peyton Barber or something. Yeah, I think Anton Smith has to be, has to be like the number one of that incredibly narrow group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's kind of the direction I'd go in. Next one, at W. Carl Russell. Did John Fox even say good game to Jordan Howard? I honestly don't know. <laughs> Jordan Howard just like went nuts this past week and and against Minnesota and John Fox will like he just he will not just admit that Jordan Howard is the guy in that backfield and that Jordan Howard is the best running back in that backfield like it, it it's legitimately mind blowing. Well, John Fox is is terrible. So let's just he is I, I, that doesn't shock me. Next one at Fitz underscore eight four three. Since all my players are on by this week, any ideas for Sunday activities that are not fantasy football related? Um, yeah, you know, s- sitting in a quiet room and uh, dwelling on uh, the nothingness is one my favorite. That's 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 an every week weekend occurrence for you. It is, yeah. That's usually my Saturday night. Um, Do some yard work. Uh, yeah, may- perhaps vote or read a book. Read a book. Read a book. I've I've done that before. I you know it's it's a. Uh, it's an activity. That's what I can say about reading a book. Do you read a lot? Not as much as as I as I used. To. I go in phases where I read. I I like burn through a book and then I stop reading for like a month. <laughs> like I stop reading books for a month and then I pick them up again. But uh, I, I I force myself to eat my vegetables with reading. That let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of I I try, but I I'm bad at it, especially during football season. It's hard. It's 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 hard when you're you're reading words like with your job, you're burning through words all day right, long, right? right? Reading, 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 and you're gonna close your laptop at the end of your workday and say, 
I'm going to pick up a book and keep reading, 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 reading. Right. I mean, you're, you know, you're tired. Right. It's like if you're a, if you're like a, a, a carpenter or something all day and then you go home and you do a project on a, on a room or something like why, like, like that sucks. Yeah, no, it, it, it and I, th- I, I get the pleasure part of reading. I, yeah. I understand no, it's, it's that, great. but, yeah, it's great. but, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, sometimes my brain's just fried and I just want to watch the Scream TV show with Tom Everett Scott. Okay. Right. Right. Leave me alone. I need to get into it. Is it great? It is so, it's so fun. Is, uh, he, a, is I, he an every week character? Uh, no, uh, he's in a, a couple episodes in season one. He's in. So far, he's in three season, three episodes in season two, and he's very mysterious. And I'm wondering if he's going to play a role at the end of the season. And if if it goes the way I, I think it'll go, it'll be amazing. Well, so. What we need to happen is we need Tom to be the killer, and we need them to reveal like him them to take off the mask, and it be Alex Smith, like a like a like a mask of Alex <laughs> yeah. Smith. And then whenever they take off the robe, when they capture him, it's he has the living the stream T-shirt on. Oh man, well that would be that would be good for the brand. There's this one scene where Tom is, um, he Tom is a, a damaged uh, person in this show. He he's gone through a lot. Let's I'll just right, leave so it's it an at easy that. transition from real life to the show. It, exactly, right. that's what I was thinking. Right. So he's outside of a bar a late one night in the show, and. Uh, he gets it. He exchanges some words with another bar goer who's also drunk, and they uh, they they start sw- swinging at each other. And Tom starts beating the hell out of this dude, and it's like it's like startling to me, you know, like you know, after talking to Tom yeah, a few like, times, yeah, and like seeing like him taking us yeah. on the MTV Cribs tour and stuff. You're right, and like how how like nice, down to earth, like incredibly. Uh, uh, I just said nice, so I'll just say nice again. Nice guy. <laughs> he, it, it, to see him punching this guy over and over in the face, it freaked me out. Like really, like I told Melissa, I was like, I I don't know, it, I cannot really watch this right now. And then he has this great line where he says, "You don't know what I've seen," <laughs> it, and it's so no, but it's such a good line. I'm not I'm not making fun of it at all. It is such a good line. And he delivers it perfectly, but him beating somebody up really disturbed me. I really want to gif that whole scene now. Oh, well, for the show, right? Because people who streamed Alex Smith would say, you don't know what I've seen. Laughter <laughs> right. last week. Right. One of my one of my best friends uh, is on the show Outsiders, which is on WGN. Mm-hmm. And they, they have season two coming up in January. And he's an officer in the show. It's it's a it's a it's a. An interesting show to say the least, mm-hmm. but basically he, there was a fight scene and I took a still of my buddy who got the, the living hell beat out of him. And I took a still shot of him like laying on the ground with like a bloody nose and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. like it was just like, he was so disheveled after this fight and it is the best meme to send in between our friends. You can possibly imagine like just <laughs> like tearing, tearing his fantasy team apart and you know, just, just like sending the picture and then saying like, when you start Latavius Murray over blah 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 or something, like that. <laughs> it's 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 unbelievable. It's so good. That's oh man, that's excellent. I I mean I gotta find that. I gotta take a shot or something of Tom beating this guy up. Yeah, I mean we could totally meme like we could have the niche within the niche within the niche of a meme with with mm. not 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 to, not to say I'm saying like us with our listeners towards Tom, not the fact that Tom is a niche. We're we're the niche and our listeners listeners are the niche. Yeah, no, it's the this is the nichiest thing that's ever happened. Right, right. Uh, this next one's at Gro, Grogonkle. He says, 
Uh, what, what? That's not even how you say it. <laughs> Grogon. <laughs> it's definitely Grogan Cow. <laughs> Grogon cool. Oh my god. The K, the K was throwing me off because if it was a C, then it would be easy to say Grogan Cow. But the K, hey. the K, I'm so used to seeing Grog all the time. Uh, what would you do with Kristen Michael and Brandon Marshall going forward? Buy, hold, or sell? What would you do? I think Kristen Michael's a sell, Grogonkle. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you, Grogonkle. No, uh, so so Procise is. Let me let me just. If I'm wrong, correct me. Procise is a thing. He's eating into snaps, targets, everything right now, and but how can you sell Michael right now for anything? For I mean, are people going to buy him? I don't. I don't know. I mean, but if you can if you can sell him, you should try to sell him. And I think B Marsh is still a decent buy because you can probably get him for fairly cheap, right? Like fairly cheap. Is he is is Marshall still getting good? I think he's still getting good targets. Yeah, he's still he? getting good volume. He's got touchdown regression hitting eventually. His schedule's decent. I think B Marsh is, is still fine to buy. Let me see. The last two weeks, Marshall has fifteen targets. That's not awful. Yeah. Uh, this next one is at Bob Mihalik, Dak or this week's streamers. To me, it's very easily Dak against Cleveland. Yeah, man. Dak, that floor, man. He's Yeah. Next one is at Radical Alex GMU, my buddy Alex. Uh, he says, where would you send Cuddy next for maximal tease and or breaking of hometown fan hearts? Mm. I have an answer to this. I thought about this. Yeah. I think, I think this has to be Jacksonville. That would be amazing. That, right? that would be legitimately like let Blake Bortles learn from Jay Cutler, right? Yeah, I mean, because uh, Cutler will say, "Look, Blake, uh, you got to get up before one p.m. in the afternoon." Right. Uh, and, and, I, do like me, I get up at tw- I get up at noon. Okay, you got to you got to set that clock. You have to be out of bed by noon. You can rarely be hungover, and you can only smoke half a pack a day. Right, right. Maybe he'd be perfect for Blake. Perfect. That's exactly what Blake needs. Yeah. I like that answer. Next one, at K of the World, he says, what QB streamers, if any, have graduated this year? I feel like there have been none. I mean, it's you're, you're not wrong. This has been a very weird week from a streaming – or sorry, season from a streaming perspective. I tweeted about it earlier. Our QB numbers this year are, are, are a lot worse than what we've seen in the last two years of us keeping track of all of this. Um, you know, last two years we've been closer to QB6. This year it's closer to QB11. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's not – you know, that, that, that to me – is it's just been an unpredictable year. Our process hasn't really changed much at all. Um, hopefully we can turn things around. If anything, this has been a really, really good LRQB year with like mm-hmm. Matt Ryan, Derek Carr, Matthew Stafford. There's been guys like them who have really stepped up, but they weren't just guys that you were getting off waiver wires. They were guys you were drafting late. Yeah, I think that's kind of how it's working out right now. I, I, I do think that we are in for some positive regression i agree because touchdowns have not we've just i mean like yardage has been there a lot with our streamers they just aren't throwing like crazy touchdowns it's annoying and tilting af oh so af yes uh next one at s cedar 015 could jj throw out justin perillo on a stolen base attempt with john lester pitching that was an amazing tweet that's a very good tweet john lester denny for 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 you who who doesn't watch baseball john lester basically can't can't pick anyone off He's a lefty, right? Yeah, he yeah he cannot pick anyone off. Like he's he's incapable of doing it. He he's so bad at it. He's the worst of all time at doing it. So 
Why, why is he like a lefty should have an advantage? Right, it's just his throwing motion and the way that he is and just like his, his lack of confidence in doing it. So basically, I, I mean, I could not because John Lester pitching, it's so easy to steal bases. If it was Araldis Chapman, yeah, I'm throwing Justin Perillo out at second. There's no doubt in my mind. <laughs> yeah, right. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, next one is from our buddy Knuckle Pop. He sent a picture. It's just a picture of a goat wearing a fedora because those exist for fedora goat. I mean, you guys are so weird and wonderful right, for right. sending me. I, you know, I logged on to Twitter on Thursday mor- or Wednesday morning, and I'm seeing like three pictures of a goat wearing a fedora, <laughs> and I and I didn't get it. I was like, oh, okay, goat. It's so cute, who's, but <laughs> I was like, "Who's the Who's the goat? What's the goat? Oh my God! They're talking about fedora go to wits. Right. It's amazing, amazing. I can't believe it. That's awesome. Anyway, he also says, "Is there any correlation of the hashtag brand QB11 to QB numbers being down as a whole? I'm living the stream and still winning overall." He says, "I, I you know, I think I've, I've some people have tweeted us saying it's been a horrible year for for streaming, and I'm six and two. Other people have said it's been a horrible year for streaming, and I'm three and five. Right. So it, it it goes both ways. I I did a little research because of this question, so thank you uh, for that, Knuckle Pop." Uh, in uh, the first eight weeks of 2015, uh, the siege. Uh, yes, uh, quarterbacks averaged 147 and a half points per game. Uh, not per Damn. game. Uh, uh, over the first yeah. eight weeks. Yeah. Okay, top top 12 quarterbacks average that much. This year, that number is up by six points. So, top 12 quarterbacks are actually scoring more this year than they were last year. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. I, I I just think I just think that it's it's been look, the reason streaming works, guys, is because there's not a ton of variance at the quarterback position week to week. Like if you look at the middle, let's say eighty percentile of quarterback scoring, it's mm-hmm. very, very tight. Like the difference between Ryan Fitzpatrick to like the QB five even last week, I don't know, I'm just throwing out a random number, mm-hmm. might only be four or five points. And where, whereas if you see the difference between the top tier running backs and wide receivers, generally there's more variance of those positions. So it's generally greater. So that that's part of the reason that quarterback streaming works aside from the supply and demand aspect, you know, the, the, the drafting them late aspect, there's so much to it, but from Mm -hmm. a strictly scoring perspective, like part of all of this that we don't really talk about enough is that quarterback scoring generally just doesn't matter. Right. Like that, that's, that's part of it as well. Uh, next one is at beer and blank. This is a V good tweet. Chiefs say Alex Smith wasn't concussed Sunday. If he wasn't already Jesus, would he be Saint Smith? Because that's two miracles. <laughs> You're right about that. Uh, next one is at fade to Zach FF. Uh, he, he talked to me about this a little bit earlier in the week or maybe it was over the weekend, but do you think it is possible for a quarterback or defense to be too bad to stream regardless of matchup? So, the reason he brought it, he, he asked me, he's like, you know, it was after Brock Osweiler didn't perform and it was like, you know, maybe Brock just isn't good enough or maybe to me, like, it's very easy to hone in and focus on the bad performances. Like, cause he mentioned Nick Foles last year too, right? It's very easy to hone in on those performances and say, oh, bad quarterbacks don't perform. But meanwhile, our whole entire podcast is dedicated to bad quarterbacks performing, right? And bad defenses. That's the whole point. Yeah, I, I I would say the short answer to that is, uh, you know, 
I, w- I would not say that somebody is too bad to, to stream. I, I think people would have said that about um, week one, Terrell Pryor a few years back. Right. Uh, when he was with the Raiders, uh, they would say, well, he's, he's not good at quarterback. But we said rushing and this and that and the Colts are bad. And he posted, I think, top 12 numbers yeah, that like day. 17 points or something. I mean, would someone have said, you know, is, is Case Keenum is is too bad to stream? And then he scored 30, 32 fantasy points against uh, freaking Detroit. Right. So, right. Uh, the, the, no, I don't think yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, the performances happen. Like, they're still happening. So, mm-hmm. it's just a matter of predicting those performances. Quarterback, you can do it. Just because the sample size is larger, this season hasn't been as good as other seasons. But trust me, we have streamed really, really questionable quarterbacks in the past on this show, and they've panned mm-hmm. out. It's just that we make fun of ourselves with like the Nick Foles pick or like the Brock Osweiler thing is very recent in your mind. So I, mm-hmm. I, I think that that of course you want to stream better players, right? It's a lot easier to stream Ryan Tannehill than it is uh, Case Keenum. But not not that Ryan Tannehill is good, but he's better than Case Keenum. Of course, that's easier, but I don't think that it's a situation where it's black and white. Yeah. Next one, at Knucklepop. He's an- another one from him. He says, as the World Series grass- or gasps its final baseball breath of 2016, what are your top three baseball films of all time? Um, Sandlot? Yeah, Sandlot. You know what's, uh, you know what's low-key my favorite, though? Hmm. A League of Their Own. Man, Yes. Mine too. League of Their Own is, is is in there for me. Yeah, we'll just go with those two. Wait, didn't he say three? Yeah, who would be Major League? Oh, oh, a uh, Little Big League. Little Big League. Is that? Why do I remember that movie? The the kid who 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 oh who took over who took over the, took over the twins. God damn it! Daddy. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking to myself like I used to see that at Blockbuster all the time. Yeah, yeah. No, I I for some reason I like that movie. What other? Ba- um, oh, uh, uh, rookie of the year. Right. I was like, I was wondering what was the one with the kid with the broken yeah, arm. Henry who... Rowan Gardner. Oh, right, where, right, where, right. Uh, Chet Stedman would would call him something different every time. His last name different every time. Uh, I saw a, a clip from that the other day Did you where. Did you see Chet Stedman? Oh wait a sec. No, you know what? I'm sorry. Wait, I want to. I want to revise something. Major League replaces. Uh, what was the first movie we said? Yeah, Major League replaces Sandlot for me. Really? Yeah. I don't think Major League's that as funny as people do. I mean, it's so it's so ridiculously crude. I I I get it, but uh, don't get me wrong. I love Sandlot. Moneyball. I, Moneyball's great. I, I never saw Moneyball. Uh, I I wanted to be Benny. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, you. I think every guy wanted to be Benny. Right. You're, just, you you went by Craig until you realized you could go by Denny to be closer to the name Benny. That's right. Here's the thing. I wanted to be Benny, but I knew I was the main kid. Right. You were small. Like that's that's a, no no no. I'm not Smalls. I'm wait. Yes, I am yeah, Smalls, Smalls. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. T- I'm. I I knew I was Smalls. I wanted to be Benny. Of course. Yeah. That's fair. Um. So what was the other movie I was just about to say? Oh, Angels in the Outfield. Oh, man, yeah. With, with Joseph Gordon. Wasn't Joseph Gordon-Levitt in that? Yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah, he was a baby in that one. It was a it was a uh, uh, uh it was a prequel to um Third Rock from the Sun. No, to that movie it was Inception. Inception. It was a prequel to Inception. If you if you watch it backwards and listen to Pink Floyd's 
Animals album, then it is actually a prequel. I've done this. Uh, this next one is we actually we can't get to a lot of these. I'm sorry because we're running out of time. We won't really over. Um, this next one is at Connor Finnegan. He says, "Does dropping Charles for West make sense, or is my team dying, or is my dying team making me stupid?" Yes, you can drop Jamal Charles now because Jamal Charles is out for the year. Um, this next one, I, I'm gonna end it on this on the on this Denny because uh, this is from at Northrop Junior. He says. Mm-hmm. For what it's worth, you guys are the greatest pod. Started in 2015, won two titles, and more coming this year. 15 transactions and living the stream are the best. Thanks. Thoughts on Stafford rest of season. Already took your advice in 15 transactions and sold Marvin. By the way, Marvin selling Marvin when I when I gave up on my boy Marvin, it's been, been looking pretty good. It's I basically nice. drafted Marvin for peak Marvin, and then I said goodbye, Marvin. Maybe, maybe he's not performing yeah, you- because he lost me. I think I think that he felt betrayed, and now he's. You look at wide receivers are divas. You said what would happen if if I was kicked off the podcast for a week. He saw he was kicked off your That's fantasy right. team, so That's he's right. being a so diva. So Stafford, you know, I actually last week in a league where there's a lot of quarterbacks available, I dropped Stafford before the the game against Houston because he gets Minnesota this week, yeah. then they get a bye. There's touchdown regression coming. Um, if you can trade Stafford, I would do it this week because there's two weeks where he could be just completely irrelevant. I wouldn't be playing him this week. I would not. Against yeah. Minnesota, I don't think you can. No, no. Yeah, for me, Minnesota and Denver, I've said this before, and this remains the case. <laughs> Minnesota and Denver are no, are no-goes for me as far as playing yeah. quarterbacks. Totally agree. All right, Denny, that's going to do it for the questions. Sorry if we didn't get to your questions, guys. We got a lot of them this week. Uh, Denny, before we play the, the, the tilt montage for this week, why don't you let everyone know where they can find you? It's at uh, CDCarter13 on Twitter, and... I'm sorry, guys. I had such good Thursday night tilt that I accidentally recorded over on Sunday morning, and so we just had to axe it. I will be more careful. Please don't yell at me, but I hope you enjoyed it. No, I mean, all it was is that you were tilting on Sunday, and you just tilted over it. Right, and and you want to know something? I was more more tilted about that that recording over than anything that happened in football. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I have to tell you guys, before you listen to it, you're going to enjoy the hell out of it. There was one moment, and you're going to know the moment in this in this, in this this tilt montage. There was one moment where if I were drinking a glass of milk, it would have gone through my nose. Instead, <laughs> I just laughed hysterically at what he said. So you can find me on Twitter, <laughs> at LayRoundQB, all my work over on numberfire.com, of course. Uh, but that's going to do it for, t- for this episode. Good luck in week nine. We'll see you in week 10. And enjoy the tilt montage. It's uh, 10.32 a.m. Eastern Time on Sunday. I am on kids' birthday party tilt, tilt city, death tilt. I'm dead. The Washington-Cincinnati game is on, and I'm stuck in kids' hell. Oh boy, I'm tilting. It's 11.44 a.m. Eastern Time, Sunday. Still at a a kid's birthday. I have Kirk Cousins in a couple leagues. He's doing nothing, nothing, of course. Gonna need another Cousins miracle. I'm tilting so hard that a farm animal exploded in front of me. Just sensed the tilt and just exploded into a 
100 pieces. It's pretty gross. Kids were screaming. My wife threw up everywhere. But that's what Tilt does. It's 12.14 p.m. Eastern Time. We're still picking up pieces of the exploded animal. Uh, due to my tilt, my extreme tilt, quite appropriately, the animal was a goat. 1.13 p.m. Eastern Time. Alex Smith is deceased. He's out of the game. It's all over. Everything is over. The simulate, the simulation is cruel. My wife is in the background screaming about tilting. I don't know if you can hear, but uh, it looks like we have we have combined kids' birthday Sunday tilt with Alex Smith injury tilt, which together means that my internal organs are disintegrating. Uh, so I will be dead soon. A double whammy for Kansas City. It's 1.27 p.m. Eastern Time, by the way. A double whammy for Kansas City is that apparently, according to my fantasy scores, uh, Spencer Ware has retired. So he called it quits, uh, hung up his cleats in the middle of the first quarter. He had a good run. Can't can't blame him, but he has retired, um, which hurts hurts me hurts my fantasy teams today. Um, but it's just a, a reminder that um, we control nothing, and the simulation has predestined misery for all of us. Fedora goat, fedora goat, fedora goatowitz. It's caught a touchdown, so the simulation can shut its mouth for a minute. Let me celebrate. Let me feel good. Caught it from top three elite, elite a quarterback, Brock Osweiler, Brock Osweiler. So, you know, that's not terrible. Uh, 1.40 p.m. Eastern Time, Chris Hogan just caught a long, long touchdown. Pretty stoked about that. The only thing I'm not stoked about is that he caught it from Tom Brady. Tom Brady being an avid supporter of Donald Trump. I think I have to give these points back. I don't think that I can accept those 12 fantasy points that I just got. If I have any principles, I I just I just I just I just can't. I can't. So it's gonna be tough. But uh, I'm going to give those back and say I did my part in not supporting white nationalism. So that's my Sunday. Nick Foles is now wheeling and dealing, throwing a touchdown to Travis Kelsey as Alex looks on. And uh, just proving, once again... um, that nothing is real except for pain. CJ Fedorowicz is in concussion protocol and I hate everything, literally everything. I just, 
took my pants off and screamed at them. I don't even know what that did. It was not effective. It didn't change anything. Um, but I felt like it was time for the pants to come off. So anyway, he's in concussion protocol because everything is terrible and nothing is good in the whole world. Uh, so fuck me. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football.